Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I think that this, a (laughs) 14-loss schedule, is going to be softer than most, but it gives the Bears opportunity. It screams opportunity, and there's a lot to like. You scoff at me already. I no, I don't. I'm specific, but you've got to agree. There's opportunity here for the Bears. I don't scoff. I just laugh because opportunity is a beautiful thing to see on paper when there's a list of opponents, <laughs> right? And as we talked about in the last episode, every single one of these opponents is looking at their schedule and going, Chicago Bears, 14-loss team, don't know who they're going to be in 2023. Let's get them as soon as we can, so we can take care of business. It's an interesting schedule. It's funny, David, there's there's one thing, you know, the NFL put out a thing on Thursday afternoon about the strength of schedule for every team in the league based on the win-loss record of their opponents from last year. And there was a lot of arguments like, how could the Bears finish last in the NFC North and have a more difficult strength of schedule than their division foes? Well, here's the reason. Because they're the 14-loss team. <laughs> they don't get to play themselves, right? right the Vikings right. won 13 times. The Bears lost 14 times. You, you have to take that into account. And so, yes, the Bears will have opportunities here. They will play against an AFC West that it can look imposing, except when it doesn't, right? <laughs> and so, I think so it looks pretty imposing from here. It, I think it, it looks pretty imposing from here. You could lose all four of those potentially. You know, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be playing against uh, an NFC South that obviously was was putrid a year ago with the Buccaneers kind of backing into the playoffs with that little uh, skid that they were on and and doing that. So th- there's a lot here. Um, transparently, you know how this works as a reporter in this business. The first things you're looking for when the schedule comes out or leaks throughout the day is, right. okay, number one, where are my holidays? All right, Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. We're playing on the Monday night after Thanksgiving. So that's, that's great. Should, that should free up Thanksgiving. I'll be there by 1130, Dan. Christmas. All right, Christmas, your house. Yeah. Christmas Eve. All right, 
Don't have to go on the road. That's a plus when you got young kids. But you can be home for Christmas morning. But it's a three twenty-five game. That stinks. Arizona Cardinals. That's a that tough stinks. one. That stinks. So Christmas Eve's off the table. I mean, imagine how distracted Kyler Murray's going to be that day. <laughs> and then you look at the, you know, for me, like the cities. This is a good city list here between L.A. and K.C. and Tampa and New Orleans. There's some fu- some fun trips there. Um, that's just a selfish reporter's way of looking at things on schedule release day. I can tell you I, I, I jumped into Rich Campbell mode today, was on Marriott.com ripping off hotel reservations left and right. We can always revise those later, but at least you're locked in for some of those. Um, I think it's interesting, David, to bookend the season with the Packers. You know, like yeah. the, you open at home against them and then you close the season at Lambeau. Uh, in a game that could mean nothing, it could mean everything. And we've seen kind of both occurrences over time. And if it could mean something, that it could be in prime time. That's still to be determined. That could be the fifth prime time uh, kickoff for the Bears. Or, Dan, I want you to explain this. We'll we'll (laughs) kind of pick and, and choose our spots here. But, like, help me understand why the Cleveland Browns game against the Bears is TBD both in date and time, that is another potential flex game because both those teams, you never quite know. And once you get past the ickiness about Deshaun Watson, you wonder how the networks will feel in December about that matchup and maybe Justin Fields in a resurgent Bears season and and Deshaun Watson is a primetime flex possibility there. Here's the only thing I can figure with that because that is a week 15 game and it's in that, that window, December 17th, 16th, 17th, weekend. That's typically when we start to see the Saturday games come into the, the, the equation, right? So this could potentially be a Saturday night game in Cleveland or a Saturday afternoon game in Cleveland based on how this stuff sort of sort of shakes out at that time of year. That's the only thing I can I can gauge. That one struck me too because it's the only one on the on the list outside of week 18 that has the TBD written all over it, even the TBD with the actual day. You know, um so we'll see what happens with that one. Um you know, look that that week that week three trip to Arrowhead. I mean, that that's as as tough as it's going to get for the Bears, yeah. right? Like you could right. go down there uh, on the last weekend of September, potentially be one and one, and get your doors blown right off by Patrick Mahomes. You surprised that game's not a primetime game? We had gone no. from the Bears and and Chiefs in Germany because <laughs> hey, you know who want who doesn't want to go to Frankfurt and see Patrick Mahomes beat up on the Bears again to. A 325 kickoff. It is, that's a good window, but I wondered with Mahomes against the Bears with the Chicago market if that might be a prime time opportunity. Look, when you look down the list of other things that are going on in the NFL and you see the other teams that are intriguing and attractive, you're going to see the Jets all over prime time with Aaron Rodgers now. You're going to see the Chiefs all over prime time in other matchups. Uh, you know, the, the Bears just aren't looked at in that regard. Right now, you mentioned they've got four games in prime time. Well, two of those are. Thursday night slop fest on Amazon Prime, right? Against the Commanders and the Panthers. Those are not exactly the marquee matchups, even though they're quote-unquote primetime games. So the Bears right now have to earn their way back into that spotlight. And I think that's a a little bit of what this schedule tells you. Um, Again, this is the first time that teams have been pushed into uh, the double Thursday night thing. And so week five and week 10, the Bears will have to play on really short weeks. For Thursday night games downside that's really hard to do upside last year we talked all about the mini buy and how much of a springboard it was for the offense so take two of them why not listen I understand the why people want to complain about the Thursday night games I really get it the Amazon Prime games by the way who told 
whose job was it? The poor sap who had to tell Al Michaels, you've got <laughs> commanders and bears again on Thursday night. And oh, by the way, later you're going to have Panthers and bears. Who's going to tell Al Michaels that? Yeah, it's probably Kirk Herbstreet. He's probably he probably he probably had 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 the role there. And but, uh, <laughs> but 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 my point my point my serious point is this: if you're going to play those shortened weeks and kind of you know you you have to do things and it, it's compromising a lot of things potentially health wise and recovery wise, I think you've got two opponents and two games that are beatable opponents and winnable games, and so it's better than playing the Cowboys and the right. Chiefs or somebody like that, or maybe to keep it to this schedule, it's better than playing the Chargers and the Chiefs on Thursday nights because you're going to get beaten up in likely those games. So I think you've got two games that give you a chance to get a victory, get some rest, and regroup. If you remember, we talked last year during the season as it was unfolding that those short weeks can be really, really difficult on young teams. You know, you you just when, when, when you're trying to figure out routine and you're trying to figure out order and you're trying to figure out how to put together a week that works for your team, young teams struggle with that. Well, you know, the, the Panthers certainly are a are, are young regrouping team with a first year head coach and Frank Reich, and, and they're going to have to go through that a little bit. The commanders are a little bit more established, but Sam Howell is going to be your your starting quarterback likely at that time of the year. So that's a, that's a nice little intriguing uh, spot on the on the calendar for that. Um, and then, you know, I, like divisionally, y- you see the love the Lions are getting so much love that they're going to play the kickoff game on the first Thursday of the season in Kansas City on the, uh, the curtain lifter for the whole league. That's pretty cool. We don't know if they're going to live up to the expectation that's been building for them. And we don't know if the Vikings can come anywhere near uh, doing what they did last year, which was late game magic and having that little sprinkle of belief that pulled them through in so many close games, even though they finished the year with a negative point differential. Okay, let's go there. Let's start the season and give you some early impressions and we'll work through it, Dan, because I think that's what we're all going to do tonight is give people a glimpse of kind of yeah. off the top opinions about what we saw and how they how they stack up. 